from Rocketium, this is Spilling the Magic Beans. Building and refining your creative process is crucial to building successful campaigns. Finding the right talent, strategizing for your campaign, A-B testing, optimization, and so much more. All of this can be very tricky to navigate through. So how does one go about building processes that consistently produce campaigns that convert? All of this and more to come on today's episode, where our head of sales here at Rocketium, Kanal Sharma, spoke to Nidhi S. Mittal, who's the head of marketing at GeoSavan. Nidhi spills the beans on building creatives that consistently convert as opposed to just focusing on the day-to-day -day nuances involved with building graphics. We start off by learning more about Nidhi and her work at GeoSavan. I think one thing, Kunal, a lot of people would not know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a born marketer. So what I mean by that is that I have actually transitioned from being a core, uh, you know, like a delivery person, like an operations uh, chap, to now shifting my gears to marketing. And uh, so, so anything that I do in this space now, it purely comes out of a lot of passion and interest. So while I was already deep down into almost a decade, of my career into operations, working for some very big MNCs in India, overseas, I just switched gears and came to this exciting world of marketing and uh, you know, totally enjoying it. And I think, you know, I mean, uh, over a period of time, uh, whatever I have done for different organizations uh, and different industries, to, to be really honest, uh, because what I strongly believe is that, you know, if the basics of your marketing are correct, if you, you set them right, uh, then everything else is, you know, I mean, rest all is just kind of a resource available to you that is at your disposal to utilize and optimize. So that's what my philosophy is. And that's how I have, you know, built up my career in the marketing for almost over eight plus years now, working on different sides of, uh, you know, marketing. Uh, when I say different sides, marketing itself is, a, you know, quite a comprehensive function and uh, it's a very evolving function uh, over time especially now with the evolution of technology that we are seeing, it's something that you have to always be, uh, you know, on your toes to really understand what will really work for your particular brand. So over a period of time, I think I have worked with, you know, like uh, with startups or with big brands uh, to kind of set up their marketing or branding or even boutique agencies uh, to see that how does that part works, you know, I mean, how are they actually delivering and understanding the value of a particular client and, and not to forget, as a consumer, the most, because at the end of the, the day, uh, when I shut down my computer or in general as well, uh, the larger part of me is also a consumer. You've worked with a varied set of companies, some very large companies, uh, legacy companies, two startups. Uh, help us understand how our marketing teams typically structured and what is the main goal that marketing typically drives in such organizations? I mean, marketing gets its own share of visibility in the organization on the table. Uh, but we do understand that there are some very important nominal functions like sales or, you know, even for that matter, delivery, uh, which gets the largest share of the attention because at the end of the day, they are the ones putting, you know, practically the bread and butter on the table. Uh, but if you look at the larger scheme of things, marketing is also a very important function in, in any capacity of your brand. 
whether you're starting off, whether you are an established brand, you know, so so whatever, uh, you should first, you know, just ask yourself that, you know, what are your immediate goals? You know, what is something that you just want to achieve like right now or right away from the marketing? And what are some things which will go as part of your business in the long run? So if you know those things, I mean, you know, that's how you need to kind of structure your teams and skills accordingly. I use the word skills more than the team, even when I go out and, you know, look for hiring. So uh, I never go back to internally to my HR and say that, okay, I need a headcount or I need a team. You know, all I I ever ask is a particular skill set, which is required to complement and help me achieve those marketing goals. So I think as the business evolves, the marketing also needs to evolve accordingly and they both should work in tandem. So for example, uh, you know, like we are talking about Rocketium, I'm having a conversation with you and you guys drive such a wonderful experience through Rocketium. Now, if I do not have a, you know, a, a clear cut breakdown between my you know, tactical needs and my strategic planning, then I will probably utilize your, uh, you know, platform just to churn out campaigns like you know i will look at it more from the point of view of quantity rather than quality and i will not be optimizing it to the best so i think it's very important you structure a team uh, first identify your goals then structure the team uh, in, in you know in this manner and then have a very very good synergy between both of them the right team right mix of experience and uh, goals uh, aligned within the team how does marketing team go about planning and launching their campaigns? At a high level, could you walk us through the entire process of coming up with an idea to eventually launching a campaign? So, you know, like it's again the same way, you know, like what happens is mostly what I've seen is that uh, there are two ways to look at this particular thing. You know, once you have everything in-house set up and then you're out there, just, you know, start to start creating noise. There is a way, one way is to, you know, go and dip check the market and understand what is working. What is it that your audience would want to see? So, for example, if I'm part of a music streaming platform or let's say I was previously for cybersecurity, there are obviously other players in the market doing some bit of their own you know, marketing. And uh, I could I, I actually understand that what is working for them, what is not really working for them not maybe to an insight level, which they would have definitely. But yeah, I mean, there, there are ways to identify what is working and what is it that audience would want to see. The other way could be that there is this particular set of stuff that you want the audience to see and react to. So, you know, you have to be very clear of okay, which uh, approach you're taking. Because if you know that, okay, this is something that I would want, you know, us to be, uh, you know, part of our campaign. And we we are just, we are just putting it in the market and we know that the audience will react to it or maybe they might not, but then you are sure that, okay, I'm ready to take that risk. So once you know that either of, you know, either of them, you're taking the approach in both the cases, uh, first set up a goal. Let, let, let that be the thumb rule that whichever approach you take, have a goal specified to that. That, okay, am I looking at just, uh, you know, the numbers? Like, I just want to uh, measure the impressions. I really want the people to be engaged with my content. I really want people to, you know, divert and get it, get to my website and take a call of action, whatever it might be. Uh, or I'm just experimenting. It could even be just an experiment. If you have the liberty and luxury to do that, why not do that as well? So make a thumb rule that associate a goal to whichever side of the, you know, strategy you take. Then, like, for example, you know, uh, what is the purpose of that campaign? And once you have all those answers, 
everything else, the channels, the audience, the timeline, impact, ROI, if you have genuinely and very, very honestly got the answers for those, I think your half of your job is done. You know, because most of the time what we do is we just uh, think at a very, very executable level in terms of the campaign, like the creative, you know, how is my creative gonna look? But before that, if you go back and answer all these questions and you have a thorough understanding, you have done your homework well, you will end up getting a fantastic creative. We should not worry about getting the creative right. We should worry about the journey towards that creative. So once you have these creatives that are live and creatives typically tell, narrate a story, right? How do you A-B test what is the right creative and what are the various elements on which you do this testing? The whole crux of having a concept like A-B testing in the industry is to gauge user experience. So depending on which side of the business you're looking at, I think the A-B testing structure uh, has to have some element of you know, uh, risk for that matter. Because if you're not ready to take that, then you, you're very clear that, okay, this is A is the set of creative that I will put out in the market. Why we do an A versus B is just to kind of differentiate and give us that you know larger canvas to say that, okay, this is something that I feel will work for us. And this is also something that I feel, but I would want to test it out in the market. So I'll give you an example. You know, when, what we were, we were doing when we were you know, designing one, uh, our campaigns for a longer period of time, we made, uh, you know, we utilized these buckets, which I just mentioned to you. We had these buckets and we thought that, okay, why do we need to have campaigns? So we were not selling any products. So it was a little difficult to run campaigns per se around it. But we said, okay, let's do, you know, let's apply the campaign strategy to our uh, creatives. And instead of doing that as very, very long-term campaigns, we will do some very short-term campaigns. By, by short-term, I even mean a month. So we, what we used to do was that we will come up with a concept. We had like, you know, 10 or 15 concepts ready so that we can brainstorm in each one of them and map it to a particular month that this is something which will work more at this time of the year. Uh, when I say this time of the year, the reason is backed with the case, for example, you know, there are financial cycles which business goes. So they normally like, let's say shut down during uh, the closing of the financial cycle. So they're not really too much interested in trying to understand about any other new business or they're not even looking at cracking the opportunities. So at that time, if you will do a lot of education or promotional content, it might not really work for us. So we can look at just doing some educational stuff, which they can read in the free time. So what we did was we decided to have uh, a particular hashtag and experiment like, you know, something typically like A-B testing. We decided that this is, these are the set of creatives that we will roll out in that particular month associated to that particular hashtag. And we will do a variety of content for being a single creative to let's say uh, an infographic, having a carousal and you know, uh, maybe a small short video. So we used to distribute our content bucket into different set of creative formats running with a particular hashtag. And every month sequentially, we will use the same, but we will apply it to a completely different set of creative. So for example, when I said, Having a creative, uh, like just a social media post, one month, we might just be using vectors. In the next month, we will just be playing with bold colors. And in another, maybe just we'll be just using powerful images. So what we did, you know, I mean, it was a fantastic experience. 
I can't even explain you, you know, the kind of happiness we had during, you know, what the excitement our team used to have during uh, that time. Because one, it was great fun thing to do, right? We were always thinking, so that was something really exciting. Secondly, it was such an, uh, you know, experience learning area for us. I mean, we had so many lessons that we learned in the end. Uh, but like, like by the time we decided to okay now stop. campaigns like this and just go into the regular business as usual mode we had very very clear idea of what used to work for us and when i say what used to work for us not only in terms of numbers in terms of reactions and all but creatively we had a very clear uh, you know clarity in terms of our creative aspect that this is a particular kind of creative where we have seen the maximum that we wanted to and we always then used to keep coming back with that particular you know uh, totality of all the items and keep coming back with that particular kind of creative so i know i answered this question at much length but what i was trying to and make you understand is that sometimes we need to uh, stretch ourselves a little bit and take a little risk and it might really really do wonders for you campaigns up ever going right uh, they're always on and you constantly refine your campaigns over a period of time so how do the learnings of one campaign translate into uh the next campaign what are some of the analysis that you look at to make sure that your campaigns improve over a period of time in terms of just the campaign campaign so strategically you can obviously have a lot of learning and then keep applying them again you know going back and going back to your dashboard and mapping it to your goal and the industry but if i really bring it down to the creative set like to the desktop whether the creative is being made i think there are very specific and limited set of formats that you can look at you know there are very very specific variables and attributes to it uh, for example the kind of imagery you are going to use right and it all depends uh, before i i talk about the variables uh, there are definitely something that you have to understand which channel you are utilizing so there is this very common strategy people use that they create a particular creative let's say for linkedin and we'll just replicate it on all the other handles which is okay uh, there's i'm not saying that this is this is something wrong maybe that's the bandwidth that you have at the time and maybe that's your business focus but uh, every other channel and every handle uh, like i said there are resources to optimize so if you really have that bandwidth uh, i would really strongly suggest that go back and study what kind of variables work for more works more and how the alloc of that particular channel supports those variables so when i when i come back to variables like you know there are specific five or six variables that you can actually then identify for example imagery you know what what's going to work more in terms of the imagery for you like i said we can use uh, you know uh, vectors we can use some very hard hitting images if you are a product company is something that your product is is your product something that you need to showcase like if you look at uh, automobiles uh, the best i mean that's what they do the most they they put out the product right there because it's a touch and feel product you will actually end up utilizing that automobile the second is the format you know like the creative type when i was referring to the handle handles i was primarily trying to touch upon the format part of it and like i gave you the example of the experiment that we did whether it's going to be an image it's going to be a video it's going to be an external you know html link it could be a gif what exactly is something that you're looking at doing in terms of the format then the color combinations sometimes there are restrictions in brands saying that okay this is the particular brand guideline that you have to follow again that is okay you know i mean i always try to see the things in the light of how, what is the solution to a particular thing 
So if there is a brand restriction in terms of, let's just use this kind of color tonality. But then what you need to do is play around the rest of the things more, you know, like add up an interesting image to it. Use the power of your content, make your content very appealing, very strong. Use a particular type of a typography or make the layout very interesting. So, you know, I think in, in, in just to end this, uh, in short, I will say that, you know, the format, imagery, the colors, typography, layout, combination of all this is something that you actually end up, uh, you know, finding out as the key attributes and assets to your particular creative hub. Just as an example for the audience, do you have any uh, memory recall of uh, any creep campaign that you've done with A-B testing and the analysis of that actually helped you understand uh, what was missing and then and when you implemented those learnings in the subsequent campaigns, it just gave you uh, 2x, 3x the results. Any learnings that you can share with the audience here today? Something like I've just mentioned to you about the example of, you know, trying these monthly campaigns. So whenever we were doing these monthly campaigns, uh, Kunal, they were itself a very, very learning experience for us because we were actually, the attributes that we just spoke about, we were completely changing them and seeing them in entirely new light. So we were not, uh, you know, using this, any of the same concept the next month. So it worked for us, you know, over a period of time, like, one of the lessons that I'll say is that uh, being in a niche and a very serious kind of an industry, by serious, I mean, you know, something which is very, very niche to, for people to use. It's not a very uh, B2C kind of and a very engaging industry that way. Uh, out there, we actually understood that people are more interested in seeing something which is graphically very appealing. So when we used some imageries which were very, very powerful and very contrasting to our content, I remember there was this imagery of, you know, uh, like this race, which happens in Olympics, it's a water race. We were just using that imagery, or there was this GIF that we created with a bug. It was like a moving bug, uh, a very, very high HD quality bug image. And we were trying to link it with the bug in a cybersecurity concept. So that really worked wonderful for us. So what we learned out there was that, you know, net, not every time uh, something that you're trying to say has to be exactly as it is. It's if we, we started utilizing a lot of contrasting concepts to our creative and that worked for us. So that's all something which you learn only if you have actually applied that and you have seen that it really worked for you. That's where your confidence starts to build up. So I think that was one of the great learnings that we had when I said that contrasting uh concepts to your actual business did wonders for us we really hope you enjoyed this episode of spilling the magic beans week after week we take you through case studies of the most successful marketing campaigns on the planet and give you tangible frameworks as well as anecdotal experiences that act as valuable lessons if you enjoyed this episode and want more exclusive behind the scenes looks into the top marketing teams in the world make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform.